Good love our gracious queens Are true and just queens Their time has come United Queendom Ed, I'm about to take the stage <laughs> I just wanted to let you know You're not doing stand-up, are you? I'm not going to do that to you I can't remember what she said Damn when it. she said, oh, I'm not going to put you through that. I'm not going to put you through that. When you that. are a stand-up comedian. Like... And also, why the last episode to wait to not put us through that? <laughs> she have done that on the first episode. Everyone's like, please do not put us through that. She's very slow. But what were you going to do if not stand-up? I was going to sing a really bad song and to let you know that I'm going to LA to record a pilot. So I can't do this podcast anymore. Sorry. Do you know if anyone let me know via a song that they were leaving then that would just confirm that I don't want to be in the same country as them. So 100%. it's thrilling. Or I would want them to be in my life forever because what an extra way to announce your departure. <laughs> well, everyone always made fun of me. because I when I moved to New York for three months and I had a leaving oh, yeah. party and everyone said it was over the top. It was like But a I funeral. didn't sing. <laughs> I came in with my black veil. People go, what were the things that you loved about Ed? I was asking everyone, you guys going to be okay? There's <laughs> like 200 people there. <laughs> well... You know what? I'm a narcissist, much like Che. Mm-hmm. But you Red know flag. You know what's exciting? We are doing in the podcast for the first time in person. In the flesh. <laughs> and there's a lot of flesh in this room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time we've ever recorded. And I must say, it's quite awkward. Eye contact, isn't it? Not ever. Because we did the one where we told the cruise story. But this is the first oh, yeah. ever and just like that. And just like that. We're oh. together. Um, we're almost touching, aren't we, Ed? We're touching more than I would like us to be. Cloth. <laughs> But it's the final episode. I've loved doing this with you. Thank you so much for doing it with me. Thank and maybe we'll just me. keep doing it and just keep going back to the old episodes because there's so mm. much annoying stuff in them that we missed 100%. out. And there's an, apparently, I don't know if we'll be able to see it in the UK, a documentary of behind the scenes of And Just Like That. Oh, good. Because I want to see what went wrong. <laughs> I, and there's a hilarious clip of all the writers in the writing room, like laughing at Pulling the jokes. Pulling their hair out. <laughs> like, they're all laughing at <laughs> like, this is a funny. Are you sure they weren't laughing like I write a pitch to joke and they were like, this is guy's <laughs> bitch wasting her time. Dickhead. <laughs> so maybe if it's in the UK, maybe we could cover that. Oh, we should definitely cover that. Yeah. Yeah. Cover and just like that. And just like that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, rateage of the final episode like of season word, one. Mm. Sounds like an Indian side dish. Sounds like a dish. <laughs> <laughs> I would give it a five. I'm very angry Gosh, about this episode, to be honest. I'm going to hit you with the same. I'm going to give it a five. The only reason I didn't go, like, dramatically low is because, A, this is bizarrely the first episode that I have cried at. Interesting. But it might have been just my mood, but it did... Uh, well, we will get there, but it was the moment that Carrie said Sex in the City. I don't know why. Oh, no, it wasn't that. That made me well up, but it was when she poured Big's ashes over the bridge. I did cry, and I don't know why. It just something about it was very sad. It was very sad. I think sad. it was a dress, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I cried when um, Che said she was going to move to LA because I just love her character so much. And <laughs> I just hope that she... So, shall we begin the final episode? Yes, do let's. Let's do let's. So, um, his name's not Mikey. I finally learned his name. It's Jackie. Jackie, although they were kind of saying it Jackie. Jackie. Yeah. Okay. No, they weren't. That's a queen in Drag Race. Sorry, I'm getting them mixed up. It's Jackie. Jackie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, che and Carrie, and they're talking about the worst breakups that they've had. 
Yeah, which obviously I think you will have had the same thought of me of where is this going? Yeah. Carrie has one of the most iconic breakups in the history of television, in the history of the world. Yeah. But instead of wheeling out the amazing post-it story, she decides to once again... Choke. Flog that dead horse, yeah. literally. Literally. That is big. Full stop on the conversation. <laughs> and also um, possibly the worst joke of the show... That Che got dumped on FaceTime. More like two FaceTime. Well, that was a really, really bad joke. But what was bad, because Che, the only credit I'll give to Che is she tells jokes, but often I think even they do not think they are funny. But she said this one, and she, you could tell she was proud of this yeah. one. Okay. <laughs> it's like, when, which was the one, I remember when Carrie made the Jude Law joke in the yeah. film. Or when, what was Miranda the Miranda went out with an overreader. Any overreader. Sometimes Carrie feels her pussy, feels her oats. But those were mm-hmm. good jokes. Mm-hmm. This one did not warrant the smugness that we got from Mr. Che. Mr. Che, <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> Mr. Che is like a takeaway. But I want to ask... Um, <laughs> What is your, well, actually, I think you'd be saying to me, I was going to say, what's your worst breakup? I think maybe we haven't I ain't never had, had one. one. I'm very <laughs> green, very young, very naive. I've been with my fella since I was 18. But there was one guy called Valentine, who I since found out wasn't his real name. He wasn't a real person. <laughs> I really dated for two, two weeks and I became such a manic bunny boiler that I called him and said, where is this going? If you can't commit, <laughs> I, I'm out. And he went... Okay. So Dragon's Den. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I knew that his name wasn't real as well. Like, there were so many red flags. But I was so desperate. Oh. I, I still think you would have been better than your current spouse. 100%. <laughs> well, yeah, same, same as you. I'm still kind of with my first partner. So, it's kind of sad, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, stick or twist. It's like... I'm very lazy. It's not about loyalty. It's not about commitment. It's just like, who has the time? Right. And both of our partners cook for us. They clean. Yeah. They wipe things that needed to be wiped. Including our ass. Yeah. Was I was going to leave that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you're right. She just pulled out the death card and that was the end of that. Cut that one short. Yeah, but she's still talking to Big. She asked him, I'm going on a date, are you happy? Mm-hmm. Which is weird because this isn't the first date. So it's like, if you're going to no. ask, why didn't you ask before the first one? And also... Is there, has this got anything to do with the fact they might have cut some Chris Noth stuff out and they needed to quickly write some biggie stuff in? Or do you think this was always some in the story? Biggie stuff, gangster rap. Keeping it real. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely tell in this episode big stuff was cut out. I mean, notably in the flashback, but yeah, there might have been even more stuff early on. Because mm. I did kind of like the lamp thing, though. I thought the lamp was suckier. And yeah. I, I think we both would be that kind of person as well, like looking for signs. and. It always reminds me of the Peter Kay stand-up when he, you know, he says... Oh, we were at the funeral and the crisp packet blew out in front of the grave. That were her. She were there. She were there. <laughs> that's brilliant. But it's true. You do need to cling to things in those moments. And that's why we will get to it. But why someone was very annoying by not allowing that later on. <laughs> furious. Genuinely furious. So, um, yeah. And Professor Puke, we cut to. And he says, I've got a confession. I Googled you. And it's like, la, 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 la. And then he did the most unsexy thing, which is like... There's a fine line, isn't there, between, like, respectful and then just unsexy, wet blanket, asking permission for a kiss. No, just stick it in. Do you know what I'm saying? But I agree with you. Asking to kiss someone and stuff is uh, mortifying. But in this case, because they're both widowed, I could see it being a bit more, I'm being sensitive because I know that the first kiss after your partner dies probably is a big deal. Yeah. 
So, um, and also, but I have to say, what didn't make sense to me was, so he basically has only just found out she's an author. What did they talk about on the, so have they yeah. been on one date before, but they got drunk? Yeah, and then she stood him up. So did he not say, what do you do? Also, what the fuck? I'm sorry, but if you're a teacher, I want you to be researching. I want you to be out looking for information. Terrible teacher. All Carrie does is talk about herself. There's no way she got through a whole date and didn't mention that she writes Maybe books. Maybe doesn't remember, because they're so wasted. Good point. So you had to Google it to find out <laughs> her name, who she was. Christine Clabshaw. But he, but he paid for this dinner. And Carrie mm-hmm. has so much money. And he's like, how a much teacher. can a maths teacher make? Come on, bitch. That is so true. I just Maybe... It's private school, Maybe she though. paid for that first one, but I doubt it. I bet Carrie's just been wine-dined and maybe 69 mm. But she's letting this guy pay for dinner. He's not even getting the candy at the and end of the episode. Not, she's not. She's leading him on. She ain't up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he says, we did okay for two heartbroken people, which is what everyone wants to hear on a date. Heart. Maybe I... Well, I actually know that I'm a really good kisser, so that's not true, but oh, I okay. thought this kiss looked good. This kiss looked cute. Tender, gentle, a little bit sensual. And then the kiss that I think we're meant to believe later on in the episode was good looked awful. Okay, that is kiss... this my taste? <laughs> I'm sorry, we'll get we'll get on that, but that is a lawsuit waiting to happen. I did not get on that. So then she calls Seema. Everyone in this episode, okay. So Carrie, I don't know whether the death of Big has muted Carrie's assholeness, <laughs> but everyone in this show is doing the stuff Carrie did in the old series. It's absolutely bad, selfish friends when she needs them. Yeah. And so she calls Seema and she's just had a huge deal. Like, I've just had my first kiss in fucking post-death of my husband. And she says, like, how was it? And she's like, oh, she, it's okay. He asked for her opinion, like, asked for the kiss. Then she starts just making out with Tony from Prada. And then she rides him. <laughs> to be fair, Seema looks hot in this scene. Seema's so sexy. I was kind of living. Yeah. And the guy's hot. I would kind of watch them have sex. Me too. If that was an option. If there were snacks. <laughs> otherwise but yeah it's so true I, and it's the one time in Carrie's life where you definitely should get sent to stage when someone dies and it's the first time she hasn't been that self-obsessed mm. and the first time everyone else has decided to take a leaf out of the Carrie book yeah karma's a bitch well maybe this is the writers kind of hearing for decades that everyone is sick of Carrie's shit yeah and they're like trying to humble her a little bit or give her a taste of her own medicine but at this point I don't want her to have that because she's already been through enough so i'd rather get happier and then knock her down a few pegs oh yeah i mean i don't want to talk about another show but there's i'm watching better call Saul finally at the moment and there's a lot of the writers clearly being influenced by what viewers have said and it's like we want to complain about the show but you can't please everyone so it's like don't let the viewers completely dictate what happens it shows no confidence in the story you're telling right which to be fair they should have no confidence in this most (laughs) of the time um so then she's literally like okay then like bye yeah, you get yours. Rude. And then Big turns the light on and off again. Which made me think, was Big the one behind the alarm in that old flat? The <gasps> beeping. How long has Big been doing this? Oh, wow. He loves his appliances. Yeah. <laughs> Stove, what's that? An appliance? <laughs> Sorry, bridesmaid reference there. This is the 90s. But yeah, he's coming out through the lamp and... Oh, I hope not. It's a bit messy. <laughs> but yeah, stuff like that does happen. I mean, I think weird stuff happens all the time, but when you're in a particularly sensitive state, it is tempting to look into it. So I found For this sure. relatable. Yeah. And also, it is a bit weird. Like, his ashes are there. Oh, no, his ashes aren't there. So the... No, they are there. Oh, they are there. Yeah. That is not part of the lamp. 
That's square. But they're not in the lamp, they're by her shoes. She's put them in right. a, a thing up by her shoes, yes. which is, she says... In my mind, the square of that lamp is the box of ashes, but it's not, it's the lamp. No, that was just because, you know, you drink in the morning. That's... <laughs> I was looking at my box of wine. <laughs> Your soulmate. Uh-huh. Better call soul, sorry. <laughs> so the girls are at lunch, and again, thank God, just the three of them, no one shoved in for good measure. Although I just shoved Miranda out of this scene. Genuinely, she's now my most hated character in the whole Sex City franchise. You know, I was very reluctant to go there. But yeah, this was probably the moment I finally snapped and was just like, this really isn't Miranda. Because Miranda could be direct, brutal at certain times. But in times of need, she was always supportive. She would never be so callous as to tell someone that heaven doesn't exist when they're clutching on to whatever crumbs they have left. And also, you don't know what happens. So it's like, exactly. we don't know what happens after people die. So there's no point really debating about it. If people want to believe it, exactly. then they can believe what they want. And it's just, I thought she was a fucking, sorry to say this, cunt. Yeah, huge cunt. <laughs> and just unnecessary, uncalled for. And I thought we were on the same team and all this. Especially since later on in the episode, team. excuse me, she says, why can't people change? I can change. So then why can't Carrie change her mind about her philosophies of life? And you know what Miranda said as well? She said, you just need to work on your guilt about yes. going on a date. It's like, oh, you know the word guilt. <laughs> it's like, Miranda, oh why don't you find God. you some guilt? Before? I didn't even clock that. She clearly now finds guilt a foreign concept. She's like, yeah. well, what's wrong with you? Why would you feel bad? Because yeah. like, no, Miranda, why don't you feel bad? Right. Like any of the things that you've done. How <laughs> can you say to your best friend who's just lost the love of their life that they should snap out of like, get over feeling guilty and... That their husband isn't on a cloud smoking a cigar. What a callous, nasty thing to say. Yeah. I think it's the worst thing she's done this season. It, all of the seasons. Any of them have done. Like, that is a horrible thing to say. It, yeah, it'll take over from my number one, which was always when Carrie went around to Charlotte's apartment demanding money. I think this is now the number one. Definitely. Because there's no call for it. Like, at least in that scene, Carrie was stressed out. Yeah, although it's still not the worst thing that happens in this episode. No, <laughs> which is no, about to no, no, it's, uh, so sad. So then Che asks uh, Miranda to meet her family. Um, so that's that's that. And then we cut to Charlotte saying she gets a text message, and she says, oh, "The trans rabbi for the Vay Mitzvah has been confirmed." Yeah, because. I was thinking with this season there was an underrepresentation for trans rabbis. Right. I, mean, I know they've worked on the diversity. Yeah. But there are a lot of trans rabbis out there and they're just not being represented. So I'm glad the show finally addressed this. I'm so glad. <laughs> um, and quite frankly, I've been wanting to see it as well. I think the term they mitzvah, I think Jewish people would find that offensive. Maybe I'm I wrong. think so. Because it's not a thing that's open to being adapted. It's quite an old, obviously an old tradition, sacred yeah. tradition. It's kind of making light of something, isn't it? Well, I just... And also, what's the... I mean, what's the the relevance? Okay, I understand that one is boy and one is girl and Rock is... Doesn't know what she is. Da, 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 da. He, they is. But that's, that is so arrogant that you think that you can take something that's ancient like that and twist it to suit your narrative of the phase that you're in in your life right now. Yeah, I mean, I think you could just maybe say mitzvah if you wanted right. to and not have a bar or a bat. But, like, to shove words into it, it just seems a bit... Tacky, especially when clearly Rock doesn't care about the, the mitzvah, right. as we find out. Exactly. It's interesting, isn't it, that it's got that far 
to the point where Charlotte is trying so hard to be inclusive that she, like the blacks trying to find her get out people for the dinner that she's completely ignoring every single thing that her kid wants or needs yeah in the bid to become inclusive and that's such a moral i think as well of like how miranda was being over the top about naya's race in the bid to do that you actually end up looking racist yourself yeah and that's what like but it isn't keeping with charlotte's character because she was always worried about how her marriage looked yeah try perfect but yeah. not about the actual important things yeah so then we have i think for me coming up my funniest moment on the show <sighs> and it's not even by someone that's in the show or a spoken word Samantha. Yeah. So Carrie texts Samantha and says she kissed a man. And Samantha and I, says... And I didn't like it. How was it? And she says, it wasn't big. And she said, so it was small. <laughs> I thought that made me laugh for I the love, first time. I love that Samantha is so mad at Carrie. Right. She can't be in the same room as her, doesn't want to talk to her, but still cannot resist a dick pun. Right. <laughs> from across the <laughs> well who can well we certainly can't mm-hmm. but um do you, do you think that's crazy though that like that to me that was the funniest moment and there's not even a character in the fucking show yeah Samantha stole this episode with or without Kim Cattrall and then but the thing is it's like because then Carrie says want to talk and Samantha says soon and it's like no fallout makes sense for what's happened exactly either Samantha is angry enough to not be around now right or she wouldn't be angry enough to be having these little jokey conversations. So it's like, I'm glad that she's in it, but I just don't feel like it's been very consistent, um, logical. No. And the fight doesn't seem big enough, like about a book thing. So it's small. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> the fight's very, very small. <laughs> so, so we're getting a little teaser that something's happening with Samantha. Yeah. And then um, the light flicks again. Yeah. So Carrie goes to this little light shop. Um to go get the light fix. And you know that'll be a very expensive light shop. and probably cost like £400 to get a light fixed. Oh, no, it won't. And the way that Carrie... Carrie in shops lately, she's like, my husband dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like... You have free bulb. And roll. <laughs> Everyone's got a roll for Carrie. Please me, Caroline. <laughs> Caroline's back. Get the free lamps. <laughs> get the bitch a roll. Yeah, so... And then... Um, Speaking of roles. Oh, so so here we go again. So I'm sorry, but it's the Jewish stuff again. Yeah. How come that's become like a huge storyline thing? Well, I can't remember who I was talking to about it, but they were saying that everyone in Sex and the City basically is Jewish. Yeah, was it was me. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's why they're probably yeah. picking from their own experience. Because I didn't really think of that, but it's, it makes a lot of sense once you point it out. But, um, and I assume maybe the character who plays Anthony is Jewish, maybe. I think he's probably Italian-American. Oh, he's definitely Italian-American. Could he be both? Um, yeah, but he'd probably be more Catholic. So you're going to say camp? I was like, you could definitely be camp. <laughs> oh, honey. Um, but yeah, it's like, okay, fine. Like, I'm sick of Harry just talking about that. But it was kind of cute that Anthony makes hipster hala out hipster. of sourdough. And it's better he brings bread than a Nazi, which he did before. Right, yeah, he's making it, he's atoning. <laughs> and uh, he says, right, I'll do normal challah for fiddlers on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad Harry's not talking about that book. I read her book! Oh my God. I, I'm still not over that, really, really wound me up. But everyone laughs because it didn't make any sense. Honey, <laughs> why didn't he just get his cock out again? <laughs> it takes too long to unravel. It's a good five minutes, you have to do it <laughs> That before. is not sourdough. <laughs> <laughs> And then we get Rabbi Jen. Rabbi Jen with her 
tattoo looking ass. Yeah. <laughs> member of tattoo. So, but she reveals that Rock doesn't know the Torah and then suggests that they could cut it down to two lines. Iconic. Which we all love two lines. Honey, um, the horror, the horror. <laughs> <laughs> she pulled it together for the big day though. But they realised that the rabbis just didn't want to work with Rock because Rock don't give AF. Oh, Rock's a prick in this episode. I mean, any sympathy I had is now gone. Oh, no, I think Rock's, I'm standing Rock. No, I mean, fashion icon, yes, but I'm sorry, you do not, I mean, we'll get to the bits for later, but you do not on the day pull out, unless you're big. Well, honey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think maybe Rocks just maybe was like, you're not listening to me, I've been trying to tell you for months. Like, if the kid's not practising, surely the parents at some point would have been like, what's going on? They must have spent millions of pounds on that fucking mitzvah. Did you see that fucking candy bar? Oh my god! I, when I thought of you, I was like, you—that is your Dead. heaven. I I would become Jewish just for that candy you bar. You would be singing Willy Wonka in a oh world of pure imagination. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was crazy. It was beautiful. It was stunning. Um, but we got our quote, my quote of the episode in this bit, which is Anthony saying to Rock, "You're in deep doo doo." <laughs> And he was in Guys and Dolls, which really we didn't even need to be told. I love that, that sissies can't be gangsters. Sissies can't be gangsters. <laughs> Gus from Better Call Saul would beg to differ. Sorry, I'm going to stop talking. Honey, please, I've don't I've been watching like a solid six hours a day. It's kind of taken over my life. It's well, very boring. in Andram, which I have a penchant to partake in from time to time, <laughs> loads of sissies play gangsters. Well, yeah, I mean... The theatre is just women and sissies, so people have to make do. You know what I'm saying? Straight man in the theatre, very, very rare. They're lost. They get lost. They're, or they're like the riggers. Or the light. You can say that. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, so... But that was so cute when he went to go talk to her. Yes, I like that. I liked it with Carrie and Lily, and I like it with Anthony when they have that... Because that's what my life is like with children, just playing a role for not having my own. You have none. You have none? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a nun. You am a nun. <laughs> Oh, made her sound like Steve. <laughs> that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy your McJagger story. <laughs> well, you have to do a Steve impression because he's not in the episode. So now's the time. Moanda, it's Steve. I just want to let you know that I hope you have fun in LA with them. <laughs> Brady's gone off backpacking with Louisa, who's disappeared from the show as well. <laughs> I'm going to go to find her. I think she's in Timbuktu. That's very not realistic. Steve would have surely done that in a version of a song because that's what people do these days. <laughs> right. But where is Louisa? Hashtag justice for Louisa. She's referenced twice. He said, uh, Brady's going into the shelter to meet Louisa. She weren't there at the women's shelter. Now he's going Dog backpacking. Shelter. Where's she at? She was like for five episodes constantly in their home. Well, I'm glad she's not in the show and I hope she met a sticky end. And I'm not talking about <laughs> Strawberry Loop. <laughs> Well, backpacking is very dangerous. Oh, I've seen Hostel 1 and 2. Although it's not a documentary. I've never seen Hostel, I'm way too scared. Honestly, it's one of the scariest Oh my God, is that that one with the, the pram, the horse in the pram? Horse in the cart. And they get like, That's... it's like in Russia, in the woods. Absolutely not, no. Fine. Oh, that was one of my horse. home videos. <laughs> War horse, is that in Russia? <sighs> Next. <laughs> no comment. Next, this is Primark. <laughs> Honey. That is H&M. War Horse. Talk about overhyped. I mean, I've never seen it, but I can imagine. I was at the premiere. We weren't allowed out because Kate and William were there and they had to leave before everyone else. We took a cool 20 minutes to get out and I almost pissed myself. Why did you have to wait for them? Pissing Who like the a war horse. do they think they are? A royalty, apparently. And beforehand, I almost walked like into their path and a man took me to the side and said, do you know, legally I could have shot you for that. 
Because if you walk near them Please, without... get it over and done with. I know. <laughs> it better than watching the film. The wine is lukewarm. Good. <laughs> you wanted all lukewarm wine. <laughs> so Miranda, this is one of my favourite, I uh, did like this Miranda moment in this scene. Miranda goes to the club to meet Che's family. Yeah. And um, there's like loud music. Che's family, I don't know. They, I, I was kind of dipped in and out for this second. They don't speak English, do they? Or, they, or did they? I think they were Latina. I think they spoke yeah. broken English. Broke, right. And um, so then, what happens, Ed? Well, Che gets up and she says, as we mentioned, don't worry, I'm not doing comedy. Because I was thinking, please don't do a set. And then somehow, and it's almost miraculous she did this, she managed to do something worse than comedy. Unbelievable. It's genuinely one of the most horrific things I've ever seen on 100%. television. The voice. Yeah. The song. The outfit. The outfit, the shot. The band, MP. The band, the the sheer arrogance, <laughs> the sheer display of just, it was vulgar. The and delusion. It was, it was offensive. It really was. It was oh, such a horrible song and it's like, who cares? <laughs> okay, wait. You don't even live in the country. What like, was LA, the song? Because oh. I've got Midnight Train to Georgia in my head. It's California. Well, I wish we could oh, be in like California, California girls. Pitch, I was going to say Pitch Up Boys. Beach Pat Boys. Shot. Oh. Pitch Up from Funhouse. <laughs> so Miranda's going, what's happening? What's happening? For once, we're in tune with Miranda. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Che is so arrogant and so delusional that she's taken to the stage to sing an awful song to announce to her friends and family that she's moving to LA. Not perhaps because, temporarily. Perhaps. <laughs> not because she's secured a show, but because she's shooting a pilot. I don't know if anyone knows about pilot season in LA. It's season that happens once a year where everyone goes to shoot pilots and most of them hit the toilet before they've even left the cutting room floor. It's true. And you are going just to shoot a pilot. You literally just need to go for like two months, get an Airbnb and then come back. And it's like five hours away, isn't it? LA Honey, from New York. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Do they think we're stupid and we don't know what pilot season is? No, I think Chase stupid and doesn't understand what pilot season All is. All these red flags. Like Miranda's left Steve. I know she she's fallen out of love with him. However, for that... They, you mean. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the red flags. Doesn't tell Miranda, as even though Miranda points out, but you had time to get a band, do a rehearsal, find a venue. She says, well, I'm a narcissist. Like, well, yeah. That's the first true word you've said. And also the song, California Girls. So what, you're going out there to meet girls in California? That was the vibe of the song. Sorry to say vibe. Yeah. It was. That is what the song is about. Yeah. I'm gobsmacked. It was awful. That's why I had to give it such a low mark and other reasons as Unbelievable. Well. I mean, uh, if that... Okay, so then Che asks Miranda, will you come to LA with me? So if your partner, who just started seeing, did this and then asked you to go to LA, what would you say? No. I'd say I cannot... I said I'm happy to... I'd say thank you for opening my eyes. But this isn't going to work. I'm going to go out and find some different snatch. I would get the microphone, go up and sing <laughs> yeah, no. the song No by Megan Trainor. <laughs> and to the eye, to the... No, I'd say you are one of the worst people I've ever met and I want you out of my life. And also, it's very... In the beginning of Sex and the City, when Big said, I'm going to Paris and you do what you want. It's very like, I've made my decision. Now you can fit your life around it or not. Jake could have at least done the pretense of a decision of, I've been offered this, I would love to go, but I know you've got your internship, this is hard, maybe we could do long distance, maybe you could come with me, but I am going to do the pilot. It's just like, I'm going, Right. why don't you just drop everything and come with me? Right. Selfish, 
awful and pitchy. Surprisingly, because she's a Tony winner. So pitchy. And um, I actually don't know what pitchy means. I just like to say it. Is she a Tony winner? Yeah. I mean, look, she's a good actress. She is a good actress. Oh, yeah. Delivers the lines really well. Like, they don't read as lines. She's believable as a person. It's just an odd, odd character. Very, very strange. One minute acts kind of down to earth. Like, hey, I'm just stoner. And hey, I'm just doing my podcast. And why be so, you know, it's believable. Next minute, she's on, she's got her own fucking cabaret mm. to announce that she's moving to a town for a couple of months. Like, what is this character? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And also, um, some people online were saying what I kind of said before, which was it's not believable that she would like Miranda this much. 100%. Miranda's not given any reason. No. I mean, she's no Mira Savari, but she is great in bed. But I mean, surely, <laughs> Che has got a lot of puss-puss over the years, so... Baffling. Yeah. Oh, and also said, um, going to be the new Roseanne. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you, sir, ma'am? <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, so then we cut to Che announcing that she's leaving the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is like in um, Peppa Pig when there's a uh, mummy, Susie Sheep's mum, who's like, yeah, I got a new job in Australia. Uh, I can't wait to get out of this small town. In Australia, it's sunshine all the time. Anyway, one last play. Yeah, we'll have bigger playgrounds in Australia. And Peppa Pig's mum's like, oh, okay, like, bitch. And then ring, 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 ring. <laughs> oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, I didn't get the job. That the writing on Peppa Pig is better than on like, yeah. Buffy. And it shows where our lives are at that. I keep talking about Better Call Saul and your reference is Peppa Pig. <laughs> I watched that before I had children. <laughs> so, um, announced leaving the podcast and... We see Franklin though. And I was like, why has he... What is that so name? We thought he was going to be a thing. Yeah. And then he wasn't. He wasn't at all. And then when he popped up in this episode, it was like, why did they even bother introducing him? But then he was a thing and it's like... What? I know. And Why? he wasn't introduced, really. He's just a producer in the background. Yeah. And like, why are we just Hot, learning though. his name? Hot, but very bad actor. Yeah, wooden. Shocking. And yeah. not that hot, a bit, a bit pointy. I'd sit on his face and peddle his ears. He's no Jack Black. That's disgusting. Let's move on. <laughs> so, so leaving the podcast, I mean, talk about burning fucking bridges. Can't you do the podcast... And record a pilot. Zoom anyone? Hello, I don't understand this. Why does she have to leave the podcast? How did this podcast survive COVID? I mean, they actually showed them doing it on Zoom when Carrie had the pain meds. Oh didn't yeah, they? So it's like, you know you can do that. Oh my god! And like I'm getting, to, I'm too big for this podcast. You're shooting a pilot. Pilots need to get picked up. But the people were saying online, and I obviously, seen as we do a podcast, should have noticed this, but I actually didn't. But people were saying, the writers of the show do not know what a podcast is, because they have f- phone-in callers. Yes. And it's like... How Frasier. That, that doesn't happen <laughs> on a podcast. I mean, you could figure it out if you get someone to ring at the same time. But realistically, I listen to a lot of podcasts. You don't get call-ins. You get, like, you letters you read out, or maybe voice notes. Or but voice like, note, record This is a radio note. show. They just don't know what a podcast is. It's very <laughs> odd. Very, very odd. Um... And uh, so Mikey, no, Jackie, sorry. Yeah, Jackie. <laughs> yeah, Jackie. And Carrie are walking and he's quite upset, isn't he? Yeah, um, but Carrie likes him and she, she wants them to be friends even after the podcast. Um, and I can see you with someone like Jackie. I thought, Me? Yeah, if you yeah. were with your husband. You know, in real life, he's like 50. Yeah, he looks 50. Oh. <laughs> 50? I mean, I do have some of that Asian persuasion for sure. <laughs> You've been mistaken for Dragon Bruce Lee story is like porn to me. Oh, I love Bruce Lee. Check out Dragon the Bruce Lee story. 
I love Enter the Dragon. That shower scene, hot. Is he naked? No, and it's very, like, rated 12. Oh, well. But, you know, imagination and all that. <laughs> A girl can dream. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, does that mean we'll be getting more of him in the future? I mean, fine. Jackie. Yeah, I'm yeah. happy with him on the show. I haven't found him funny. I haven't liked him. So, actually, no. <laughs> I take that back. Listen, anyone compared to Che Miranda is, like, Oh, God, give him dust. a spin-off there. <laughs> so, then, Nye's in her office. And Miranda goes in. Did she have a backpack on? I think she did, didn't she? I didn't notice, but I never noticed her backpack. I have backpack blindness. Mm. Um, but again, same as I thought that I don't see why Che likes Miranda. I don't get why Naya likes Miranda or why this friendship exists. Exactly. And it's not believable to me. And and this is the first time we hear about this internship, which <laughs> suddenly is very important. <laughs> but we've never heard about it before. But we spent <laughs> oh all that time God. on the women's shelter, but not oh, about yeah. this internship that turned out to be a quite an important thing. This is such amateur hour. It's weird. It's really odd. Weird, yo. It's like a different person wrote every episode but didn't read the previous scripts. They just got like a vague summary of it. Do. Yeah, I mean, to be fair. But... <laughs> That's so funny because it reminds me of The Hills. Did you ever watch The Hills? No. When um, Elsie uh, gets given, uh, she was she's an intern at Teen Vogue, yeah. and she like the penultimate and the, and the finale. She gets offered an internship to Paris, but she turns it down to stay in LA with her boyfriend for the summer. And the editor of Teen goes, uh, Teen Vogue goes, and Lauren, you will always be known as the girl who didn't go to Paris. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> Miranda is the girl who will always be known as the girl who did do the internship at Human Rights Watch. That was a mouthful. Honey. Which she won't be getting like anymore. Like fast. <laughs> so yeah, internship at Human Rights Watch. I mean, honestly, I would not want to do that internship either. No, but it obviously meant a lot to her. So Did it? Never heard of it before. <laughs> I mean, they're now trying to make us believe it was important. And it's not believable that Miranda would ever put a romance before... Her career, and no. also you didn't need to choose because both these things Literally. sound quite short. <laughs> Literally, and also whereas all this like yeah, especially since like the start of the season, Miranda was so righteous and human rights, human rights. I'm wearing my pussy hat and all of this. She's got like dickmatized, yeah, and that's all fobbed off now, which yeah. just shows another fucking virtue signaling asshole doesn't actually mean any of what she's saying it's just virtue signaling to look virtuous yeah action not words people miranda seems like a teenager now really oh she's mp sorry i don't know if people know what that means she's more smartphone person yeah <laughs> i should start introducing that into the into the pod more and then um she uh, naya reveals andre 3000 has gone on tour yeah i mean clearly they've broken up and yeah. she's in a bit of denial she's yeah. like well we're just not together at the moment. It's like, yeah, you broke up, bitch. Yeah. Denial. <laughs> Denial. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, honey, you made a little joke. Good for you. Good for you. So then, very brief chat with Seema, and she says that she likes Tony from Prada. And he's great in bed. And they yeah. both smoke Donalds. Yeah. And so. they actually have nice chemistry. I'm happy for her. I'm happy. She's gorgeous. Bill, my husband, fancies her. And I fancy him. And Perfect. her. So, That's yeah. the whole thing off. So then Carrie goes in to meet Big's brother. Hottie alert. Well, I fancied him at the funeral, but he's Hello. aged like Steve since. 100%. He's aged worse than Big, and Big's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just seemed like I, I didn't fancy him anymore. No, at the funeral, he was like Steely Fox, and he's very, very wrinkly. 
but this was the only part of the episode that I laughed out loud at. It made me laugh yeah. so much. Because it actually really reminded me of you. Because when he said, where is John? And Carrie just leans forward. He died. Because <laughs> that reminded me, sorry to tell this story, but when we were at an event a few months ago, and this guy was uh, talking to you, and he uh, was telling a story, but you weren't listening, and it was about his dead nephew. And then you suddenly realised you should be listening, and you just like touched his elbow and went, ah, oh, your son. I went, no, his nephew. Because <laughs> there was this gorgeous photographer that we'd fallen in love with, didn't we? We had. And um, he was talking. Was he talking to you? So I was listening to what you guys were saying. <laughs> and then this guy was in between us talking about, unfortunately, his nephew who'd passed away. And yeah, I hadn't listened to the entire story at all. And literally just said, oh, your son? <laughs> like that time you said to that homeless woman, rough day, huh? <laughs> Did I tell you one time? Oh, actually, I won't say so. it'll get me cancelled. <laughs> we'll talk about it after. We've got mm. some Prosecco. So he wants to know where the ashes are. And she hasn't decided. I mean, because just to say, we found out it's coming up to a year. Yes, finally, we know finally. the time. <gasps> That's a huge relief. Yeah. So why did... Oh, it's so confusing. Even that timeline doesn't really make sense if you think about it. No, because it doesn't really factor in the three months. Because we got all the seasons changing, and usually in a film that would mean a year. Because yeah. how are we meant to know it means nine months? Or... Global warming, babes. I mean, strange, strange, very, very strange. Well, um, and also, I don't know about any of this stuff, thankfully, yet. But, like, why are you rushing his wife? Because it hasn't even been a year yet. I have had experience knowing people where it's like... Sometimes people find it hard not having a, oh, a place, place to, go. to go. Fair. But, yeah, like you say, it's a year. Usually when I've known of that situation, it's been, like, quite a long time. Like, right. into decades. But, yeah, give the bitch a year. Right. And also, um, it felt like it wasn't coming from a caring place. It felt like she was almost bamboozled or yeah. ambushed. Yeah. And there was almost a bit of shade. And even offering her... I mean, she's just lost someone. You don't want to, like... Look at your own grave yeah. potting. It's all very You're morbid. Next, bitch, here's your plot. I know. I hated the whole conversation. I don't like mm. to think about that stuff. Just, no. Just stick me in the ground. You're done. I'm done. <laughs> I think I'd like to be made into a diamond. I'd like to be made into rolly cigarettes and everyone smokes me at the funeral. Oh, that's so like um, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Is she dead? Never. That's something they would do. <gasps> you know, you can get put into fireworks. <gasps> I did know that, but apparently, it's really bad for the atmosphere. Who cares if you're dead? True. <laughs> oh my God, we could go to like Mykonos or like Fire Island. Fire Island. <laughs> Just get everyone there. Oh no, I realise I would not be there so it wouldn't actually be fun for me. It's the closest you'll get to a bang these days, chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> so yeah, so she's like, I, funnily enough, I don't want to be in the family crypt. <laughs> yeah. In Connecticut. Thanks, thanks. No thanks. Yeah. And then, this was quite sad, when Carrie goes to collect the lamp and he says it was just a bad wire. Yeah. And then she, like, clearly takes a while to process it. Yeah. Um, and I think she was mainly sad because I think he did charge her. She, the, the, dead, yeah. the dead husband thing that worked out. She's like... I hear you got a nice place in Family Crypt. <laughs> Maybe I could have that place. You have 50% discount. <laughs> okay, and this scene annoyed me. Do you know why? Why? The next scene. The next scene. Jackie. Jackie and Smoke's surprise wedding. Because she didn't look like she would be with him. No, it was like a girl's rip-off. Of oh, Jess. it was so, yeah, I thought that. Even the setting of it, everything. Like, yeah. with him up on the balcony, looking down at them is what they did. 
The way they've shot this series is quite girls as well. I think Very they took girls. inspiration, which is so funny because when girls came out, I remember it was like, is this the new Sex and the City? And it's like, it's come full circle if that Sex and the City is now referencing girls. 100%. Yeah, it reminds me of those episodes at Sex and the City, um, girls where we would disagree on liking, where they were more chill. Like, the you know, the one where she's in his apartment, in his house the whole episode. Oh, yeah. I've over the years learnt to love them right. I didn't like them when they first aired it's those kind of pace episodes you know what I mean like yeah, the more yeah, gentle yeah, yeah. ones mm-hmm. so that was just I was like really like um, I stan Smoke loved her bridal outfit who is Smoke? The, oh the bride the, yeah the bride she's called Smoke yeah that's her name Smoke oh we did find that out didn't we yeah There's so many weird names in the show and she's wearing bright neon yellow and neon um, veil. And I had a neon pink wedding veil for my wedding. Which was very cute. Damn. One in the pink and one in the what? Uh, one, well, two up the stink. <laughs> it was your wedding day. Hello. Yeah, have fun. I was just glad they didn't sing. When they got the microphones, I was like, please, no more. I can't take Keep it. smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh my let's God. finish me off. Medic. <laughs> no, it's... So it's a surprise wedding. I'd be really pissed off that I didn't get a plus one. I think this might happen. I mean, I shouldn't say who, but I think this might happen to me this year. I'm going to go somewhere. It's going to be a surprise wedding and wow. I'm going to be fuming because I want to pick what I... Yeah. Like, but I'm just going to go to everything, assuming it's going to be a wedding this year. Who could it be, I wonder? Are you... Well, Maybe I know. Me? I'll tell you after. I just don't want to... Put it out there. Yeah. Oh my God, is someone engaged? Yeah. You know about the engagement, but you don't... I think they're going to pull a surprise wedding on this. So it's not that much of a surprise because they are engaged. But I'll explain. Okay, okay. So, yeah. So then we get the long-awaited, finally, the climax of this back and forth, will they, won't they, this intense chemistry between Carrie and Franklin. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've been on the edge of our seat. I have to say one thing because a lot of people moaned about it, though. They did oh, yeah. say with the wedding... Or whatever will get the most likes on Instagram. Right. Everyone's like, how old are these writers? If that's what they think. I know. But... And again, Jackie is 50. Yeah. <laughs> but Franklin is 50 and he is hot. So... Oh, and um, Jackie, you look like Austin Powers. Oh, sick. yeah, he did. <laughs> Groovy, baby. <laughs> oh, I do smoke. Oh, that was a terrible impression. <laughs> Can I tell my Austin Powers? I already did it, didn't I? Do it again. My favourite joke in any film ever is when, in the first Austin Powers film, when there's the French woman in the jacuzzi... And Austin Powers farts in the jacuzzi. And she goes, how dare you fart before me? And she, he goes, sorry, baby. Didn't know it was your turn. <laughs> My favourite joke ever. <laughs> the listeners will be like, I can't believe I've listened to that twice. I know. I think I said it recently. Literally like two episodes ago. Did, did I actually? Yeah. Oh, shit. Why did you let me do it again? Because it, it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what's his name? Franklin wants to make Carrie into a podcast. Oh. Uh, well, he says, you're a podcast. You're a podcast. <laughs> He died. Just say she has a face for radio, okay? Yeah. And I'd like to produce you. Um, mm-hmm. But she doesn't really care about that. She's still talking to the lamp. And he responds. <laughs> big response. Yeah. Which I thought was a bit too, like, yeah. on the nose. But um, it was cute. And she says, this is so you. Yeah. To do it in, like, an obnoxious way. Yeah. And then this is the whole mess. So this must be... Because we all saw spoilers, like, last year... A big Anne Carey in Paris on the bridge. And he's been cut And she, he's been cut. And she's in the exact dress, the blue dress. And we've got all that Instagram footage of the tourists on the, the tourist boat filming up and going under the bridge. Mm-hmm. And it just is odd, doesn't work. 
and then I got terrified because you know it's hello it's me and then it <laughs> you're scared now too right <laughs> and then it morphs into big oh thought about did you hear that yeah it was awful so scary they used the thing from the episode one when he was yeah. singing but made it echoey made it echoey and it's like no I mean ambiance they should have used if they wanted to use his singing voice they should use when he sung when I was yeah 70 when I was 70 yeah when he sounded good but like using that because it was it sounded awful the first time and now to use exactly. it exactly and because he's not there he's been erased it was just very jarring to hear his voice again it's creepy as fuck and it's such a shame that they flew him out and did all this Paris footage um, which also would have tied the bridge in better you yeah. know to revisit them back there again mm-hmm. um, because we never saw them after that bit in Paris so it would have been nice to see them doing different things together in Paris well, I think they would have just gone home so I don't think that Paris it makes sense for Paris to have a huge significance for them because A it's when they first broke up when right. he left for Paris B when he went out there she was with someone else who'd hit her right. and then yeah they got together but then they went back and I just think Paris for them will have quite a lot of unhappy connotations. Yeah, and like she's stepped in night horse shit. <laughs> Dog got shit. Got hit on the head by that kid. Stood up those people. Paris was... Got filmed by that creepy man on the boat. Had the the Alexandra Petrovsky's daughter be rude to her. Got slobbered on the head by a dog. I mean, nothing good comes <laughs> of Paris. I really want to check back in though with uh, Petrovsky's daughter. Oh, she yeah. is iconic. She's the star of the show. She is. It was tolerable before with that light show, but now it's hideous. <laughs> just, just hideous. And her gorgeous, stunning mother. So chic. Also a smoker. Oh, see? Again, full circle. Maybe we can these things through. <laughs> so yeah, she has this weird, trippy thing, and it's a shame that they had to cut big out. Whatever your, your things of what's going on, sometimes I just think... You know, whether whether like, you're pro or anti-rape, still, you know what it's, I'm saying? it's weird. Like, yeah. the show must go on. <laughs> <laughs> Joke, obvs. <Yeah>. And then... Um, <laughs> and uh, then another thing I did love when they were at the Vey Mitzvah and Miranda's slagging off the cappuccino. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Super foamy cappuccino, love! <laughs> Charlotte comes. This is like when in the first film she had the cappuccino and that was what convinced her to go back to Steve. Oh, yeah. But now she's enjoying them without Steve. It's so deep. I don't actually think there was any meaning in that. Oh my God. BLT is now a drag queen. BLT is now septic peg. <laughs> Pat Turban on. <laughs> That's a very old reference, people who are under the age of 50. I don't, well, I, I, I thought it was a joke name for Mystic Meg. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. A, what's his face? It's a puppet. Brian Connolly. Brian yeah, Connolly. I love Brian Connolly. He's so creepy. Wait, Brian Connolly, isn't that the the Scottish guy? Billy Connolly. Billy Brian Connolly. Brian Connolly's the one who he looks like Bradley Walsh who used to do the yes, game shows. He, does. he still pops up sometimes. And he would do Mystic Meg take the piss. And she was called Septic Peg. Oh, good times. Good am times. I right? <laughs> Saturday night telly. <laughs> so um Carrie says Big came to her in a dream and then Miranda says, meaning you had a dream about Big. Yeah. What a fucking bitch. She won't stop kicking her while she's down. You should be still groveling at the fact she had to watch you have sex exactly. in the kitchen. Exactly, and piss herself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why is she being like this? Like, are they trying to kind of realise, shit, last minute, we haven't made Miranda cynical in this at all. None of that wisecracking, cynical, old, sensible Miranda. Shit, panic, let's throw something in the last episode, and it just comes across so nasty. I wonder if... Cause a big part of the show's success was always everyone loves to hate Carrie. And I think maybe Sarah Jessica Parker didn't want 
Carrie to be hated this season or because Big had died, she thought Carrie's going to be too sympathetic to be hated. So someone had to fill that infuriating protagonist role. And Miranda has done that because mm. she's annoyed us way more when she used to be the one who was the we liked. Yeah, who was the... And it's just crazy. Everyone would kind of relate to Miranda the most, I think. Well, I relate the most to Anthony when he's talking about all his, all his bread boys. He goes, I don't know if they're Jewish, but they're all cat. <laughs> and yeah. he goes, heads up, I've got the horror. <laughs> the horror. The horror. And, um, and he doesn't know if they're all Jewish, but they're cut. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's my favourite. <laughs> Who should be cut is Rock, because the fact she did, I mean, we spoke about it earlier, but she's such a prick for doing this. They're such a prick. All that money. Prick. What a diva <laughs> thing to do. Yeah, but iconic. I mean, the pink suit... Very Harry Styles. Very. And if I was 13, I'd probably fancy Rock. I fancy Harry Styles. Ew, I can't stand him. You just said you fancied a 13-year-old non-binary child and I'm gross <laughs> fancy a global heartthrob Harry Styles. I'm a pan. Pan-man. As in, I need a bedpan. <laughs> <laughs> like Carrie. <laughs> she could have done with one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Rock's like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't believe in it. Um... And then in my notes, I just I skipped that scene and wrote, OMG, candy bar. Oh, yeah. This is when you start dribbling all over your notes. That's <laughs> when I need a bedpan. And we found out, this This is the point we found out Brady and Louisa are backpacking through Europe. Yeah. Again, not a big event in Miranda's life at all. Yeah. She's only son. So Miranda <laughs> says that she's going to LA for Che. Doesn't know how long for. And it's perfect timing, yeah, because brady's off and like you said like we just said and said before where is that scene where she talks to brady about what's going on yeah it's just been completely skipped over but i liked the fact that miranda and carrie kind of this was a parallel of the old paris talk wasn't it yeah of and i think they were heavily referencing it yeah it was interesting to see the shoe on the other foot and how much they've changed and how much carrie's matured and how much miranda has regressed regressed and side note i thought carrie looked so beautiful so jessica parker carrie looks better throughout the series definitely and i think they all kind of did unless it was more the shock at seeing them at the beginning because they had all aged a bit but they really seemed to have settled into it yeah i just love the half pony i loved that rose dress she just looked so pretty and then you know Mara- and uh, carrie says like i'm shocked that you'd pass up this internship yeah and miranda says that sounds like judgment yeah you calling out judgment yeah but my favorite bit was when carrie said what are you going to do over there? Just sit in the audience and laugh? And it's like, no, it's a chase show. Right. No one will be laughing. Hello. Although, if anyone, it'll be Miranda. Right, Who laughs manic. at everything. <laughs> manic, I mean, Manic. She should be called Maranic. No, we'll come back to that one. Yeah, let's just That's that a workshop. <laughs> workshop. And she says, why do I need to follow my own rigid rules? Um, and uh, Carrie says, well, if you want to go to LA, go to LA. Like, who do you need to... You don't need to... Uh, do it for anyone yeah her approval but she does need it yeah and then rabbi jen kind of spoils the whole conversation by just rabbi jen getting her life very strange this rabbi jen is odd yeah and um again it's one of those things where they're relying on these bizarre extras to like be this odd comedy i loved her hand dryer work yeah that was great that i mean i was living because it was camp but at the same time she kind of made out as if she was gonna Give some profound advice, but then yeah. she just sort of wandered off. <laughs> She's like, okay, look at this. You're friends. Yeah. You're this, you're that. Yeah. Anyway, I gotta go. Yeah. So I have proof that I have ears. So I just repeated the whole conversation. I've got dry hands. Could it go now? It just didn't go anywhere. But so yeah, I thought we were gonna get this like wise rabbi moment. 
I don't know if they even had a script. I think people were just wandering around the set speaking. <laughs> just seeing a very improv. Rabbi Jen is like the person that provides snacks for the, <laughs> the actors. <laughs> very odd. I mean, why have they done this, do you think, with all these extras? I think that maybe they're just the kind of fear of not having Kim Cattrall was just like, we need to have a very strong supporting cast. But I don't think they've achieved that. No, I think they did the opposite. <laughs> yeah. And then a lot so, of filler. Um, Rabbi's like, you have a very strong bond. <laughs> like, yeah, we, we've been watching this show for 20 years. And you were just taking a piss. Right. <laughs> and honestly, what is she wearing? I actually liked it. <gasps> no, you did not. I did. I thought it looked really pretty. Are you joking? Rabbi Jen? Not joking. Oh. <laughs> Went well. And then Rock is like, not into labels now when it comes to the religion. It's like, I'm nothing. And it's like, well, that's kind of, the whole season has been about you wanting a label. But yeah. I guess, uh, obviously, teenagers figuring out who they are. They have the freedom to contradict themselves and do all that. But yeah, but adults do that these days. But I did like when she's like, I'm not a man, woman, I'm binary, I'm not Jewish, I'm not Muslim, I'm not a New Yorker. And they go, <gasps> <laughs> And then Charlotte feels like she's failed as a mum and a Jew. Yeah, I mean. So I did feel for Charlotte, but tough. BLT gives her a pep talk. Again, BLT, it's like, what, what a waste of time. Nothing happened. Nothing, nothing was nothing there. Nothing was there. Do you think BLT is going to come back? Yeah, I think okay. everyone's going to be back. I don't think anyone's going to get cut from the show. Why? Um, I just think because they were, it wasn't ever about story. I think it was about ticking a box and just giving a more diverse show, which they've achieved. Um, so I think it's going to be, I think they'll develop them more in a second season, mm. which is much needed. Oh, I don't know if I have the strength to stick with these characters, but we'll see. So then um, we've kind of got this back and forth with... Miranda and Char- uh, Carrie, right? Where the, she's like, I don't About know if I Paris. can go. I don't know if I can, like, I'll schedule it. Da, 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 da. And then Carrie just says, look, I'm going to do it on my own. Well, I mean, Miranda should have absolutely prioritised Carrie 100%. over Che at this point. It shouldn't have even be a question. Why couldn't Miranda go? So Miranda said the taping was on the 9th or the 10th, which is the, the anniversary is on the 10th or the 9th. The ninth, right? She says the filming of Che's... Um, I think Che's going to be in the next Friends, Che's show. What do you mean? Well, as successful oh. as Friends. <laughs> I thought you were bringing back Friends and Che was in the cast. I like my heart literally Back-in, stopped. Like, like Ross, and Ray, Ross and Monica's cousin. Joey, how are they doing? Joey, how are they doing? And uh, so she says, let's hope it's on the 10th. So it's like, why don't you... Just go a few days before mm. and then do the ash thing and leave on the night of the ninth. Or just, I don't even think Che will care if you're in the Literally, audience. it'd be like, Carrie left in the gallery. If like, this show gets commissioned, which it won't, but Che seems very confident it will be, then there'll be other shows you can sit in. And it's like... And it's a sitcom too. <laughs> so it's like Tony Danza's playing her dad. Yeah. What do people not know about TV here? Like, just do you not realise how long a shoot is going to go on for? Oh, yeah. It's not time. a stand-up show. It's not like she has to be in the audience for, like... It's literally going to take, like, two weeks to film this thing. Hours of terrible jokes. Yeah. And then... <laughs> <laughs> also, like, every time Miranda's in court, does Che have to sit there? No, she's at work. Just exactly. let her go. Carrie actually needs emotional support from a friend. Exactly. Why don't you go there? How about go there? Bitch. You'll always be known as the girl who didn't go to Paris to support your friend. Thank you. Is <laughs> that like your new favourite quote? Yeah. <laughs> So she's going to go on her own. So then we cut to 
Brady's going off traveling and Miranda has red hair. This was very nice to see. It It did feel like a really, but this was the moment I, my name is Ed and I fancy Brady. I thought he looked really hot. I thought he was charismatic. I thought I loved his character. Why that happened at the last episode is very annoying. So they could have maybe given him an arc over the story, but I thought the act had charisma. It was cute. It was funny. It was handsome. (laughs) And when he said the thing about what about the grey pride about the hair, that I was, was just, clever. I loved him. And also, we've he's been so wounded. We know he's on the inside. Yeah, it's about home life falling apart. But he's still trying to be kind to his mum. And we know he can go like a. Oh yeah, we know he's getting bad. Mm-hmm. And he he likes strawberry lube. Um, and Miranda looks ten years younger, if a day. She does. I mean, I don't mind her with the grey hair if she just wore different things with it and put some makeup on. But with the red hair, it just. It just suits her. It does. I'm not kidding. And also, does she look like she's lost weight or just the jowls have gone? <laughs> jowls. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just the red hair. Just to get frames her face. And eyebrows. Oh, you have to, don't you? Well, one must. Otherwise, you look a village boob. <laughs> What's that northern saying? I think it's global. I literally can't imagine your mum saying that. Where she looks like a bloody village boob. It's like the uh, an old-fashioned thing, village boob. Well, yeah, I can like ye old, ye old at the tavern and the old ship. And so when you were a child, pretty much, yeah, <laughs> three weeks different. <laughs> so um, and then I thought we were going to get Steve come no Steve. to drop him, pick him up. Yeah. No fucking Steve. Steve is there is no having of the Steve. <laughs> Listen, I hope next season Steve has a girlfriend. I hope he's back with Debbie. Give us Debbie. And I hope Debbie fucks up Miranda's bee. Oh, there is no B in Miranda. <laughs> Miranda Hobbs. There's two Bs in that. Two Bs, baby. Oh! <laughs> we haven't even drank yet. No, we are not drunk. Cuts two, and this again is probably where like they had a problem with editing. Cutting yeah. stuff out. Because oh, all time. of a sudden she's on a bridge that again looks like CGI. That's just going to jump. Because they probably filmed all their Paris content with Big, maybe. It just looks fake. It looks CGI. It looked weird. In this very over the top dress like how the fuck did you pack that and get it over that dress was hideous hideous just hideous i mean i love that she wore it i mean there is no way that carrie bradshaw would walk through paris in that dress like on her own she just wouldn't no i mean i i like that she wanted to wear something to honor big that was fun and not wear black but i just think that was way too over the top yeah i think big would have maybe liked something more sexy it kind of made me think of the films because that's something i think would happen in the film that's just too OTT and silly. Yeah. But... And the bag is from the film. Oh, is so it? So it's from the first movie. Oh, they make a lot of references to the movie, but not the second. Mm. Thank God. Don't get me started. <laughs> so, yeah, this was really sad. Like um, I cried. I yeah. Cry. Yeah, it was super sad. That moment, she does dis- like quiet despair very well. Yeah, she's an amazing actress. Yeah. And um, she's. you almost get the sense that she's like, I can't do this. Yeah. She kind of takes a second. Can I do this? Can I do this? And it makes you think about yourself. Like, what would you do and how would you... Because once you've done it, it's done. He's yeah. gone. Like... That's why it hits home. And I think she emoted so much. And that's why we could relate to her in that moment. Yeah, totally. I feel like I would have to keep a bit. I put it in a necklace or something. But does that defeat the point? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's nice to keep a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. In um, Real Housewives of New York, one of the housewives has a funeral for her dog. <laughs> and they go to like the, the bridge where the dog likes to go pee and stuff. And then goes to tip the water, the ashes into the water. And then this gust of wind comes. 
<laughs> blows all the ashes like into the street, into their mouths, onto all their coats. <laughs> They're like the camera. You'll always be a part of me. Big of ash, like. It's like Pompeii in there. Village boob. Been to Pompeii, quite eerie. I'd love to go. Yeah, there's like shadows from where and the imprint of them on the floor and stuff like that. Oh, I love shadows. And a couple, well, two men spooning on the ground. Oh, disgusting. I'm not going there. Caught in the act. Vile, vile, very, very vile. <laughs> Sissies can't be... Uh... Shadows. Shadows. <laughs> so, yeah, so she's done that. And then um, she texts Samantha... I know. So it's like I'm already sad from the ashes and then she does this. Yeah. And then I did think that was really cool. She's like, I'm in Paris, want to meet for a cocktail. And like, I do believe Samantha would jump on the train and do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I love and, the idea uh, of them having a cocktail in Paris. Amazing. I love it. Because uh, that's what happened at the funeral as well, wasn't it? She said, thank you for the flowers. Yeah. And that was very moving. And it, this show just, if, if the show had been written in this, exactly the same, same characters, but with Samantha... I believe it could have been a good show. Like, yeah. still bad, but, like, not completely a train wreck. The thing that is silly for me, though, is that... Because um, Samantha was mad at Carrie, which I already said I didn't believe in. But at this point, if you've lost your husband and your friend hasn't been there for you, even if they've forgiven you, I would now be mad at them. So yes. it's, like, it's kind of irreparable yes. at this point. But I'm still... We love Samantha, so I want to live in a world where they are friends. So we're just going to have to well, suspend disbelief. I unless, guess. like, at the beginning, do you remember we said, we're like, what does she actually do? Like, it sounds really bad, the fact that they're all not speaking. So maybe there's more that they did worse stuff, actually, than we know. No, but they told us. So, I mean, if I'd rather they left it vague, because then we could just imagine. But they actually mm. said it's about her dropping her as a publicist. So it's yeah, like... but in their mind, in her mind, they could have done loads of other little micro things that just, like, pushed her over the edge. Yeah. And Miranda's a cunt now, so, like, I would not want to speak to Miranda if I was Samantha. And Charlotte's annoying, so... They're all Samantha's awful. probably not even in London. She probably yeah. just, like, moved away, <laughs> written a song to let you know. Good eye, mate. I mean, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so then Carrie's on, like you say, the most stupid podcast. Sounds so boring. Why is she talking like this? And she's not giving good advice. They're like, what do I do? And she's like, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> It's like when she gave that, what was it, like, not seminar, but that help thing to yeah. help people find men. She's like, well, I don't yeah. know. I'm single. Try a bar. And they were like, why are we paying why you? Are we paying you. Yeah, well, I don't know. We don't know what's out there. Anyway, that's it for today yes. of my three-minute podcast exactly. that goes out live somehow. Unbelievable. And then um, it's called Sex in the City. And I, do you know, it should have, I should have seen it coming a mile off, but I really didn't. I and didn't. It, when it, when she said it. And she said it in a really quite creepy way, but yeah. it just really felt very emotional to hear Carrie say Sex in the City. I just, I, I did love it. And that's what picked this episode up and gave a few extra marks because the show just means so much to me. And to hear her say it, it was just like, I feel like crying now. They got you then. They got me. Yeah, they got <laughs> you me. fell for it. You got me, gal. And then we have Carrie going to the lift with Franklin. And the worst kiss of all time. It's just, they have... No chemistry. No consent. No. <laughs> what in what world? In the Me Too world, um, would she... a boss lean in in the office? Not even like going for a drink outside in the office space, leaning in like that with no social distance, all this COVID shit. Uh, and also, where's Carrie's gloves? 
I mean, I can only assume that this isn't their first kiss, so they've been kissing. Because like, they couldn't have just launched into that, surely. I think so, because she says, and just like that. And she does. God, if that is their first kiss, that is... But since when do they fancy each other? There's been no... I mean, how could you nothing. not fancy him? I'm not. I'm not. I think at this point I'd rather be with Professor Puke. <laughs> well, forget Professor Puke. What would Samantha say? That's what we need to know. You go first. Your lamp turned on. I'm getting turned on by Brady. How old is he again? <laughs> I mean, that's Samantha with a little bit of me there as well. <laughs> I know I like gingers. I'm going to do this on the fly because I forgot to do one. <laughs> For our final episode. Your lover's moving to LA. Honey. <laughs> I'm just going to say my shopping list and then put honey on the end of it. <laughs> you could say anything. Two pints of milk and chopped tomatoes. Honey, I suggest you get an Uber Eats. <laughs> Uber eat me out. Uber eat me out. <laughs> oh my God, what a note to end on. Wow. I mean, and just like that, and it's just done. like that, we're done until we talk about this documentary. Yeah, I hope and it's out in the UK. Clearly, there's going to be a series two, so we will be back for that. Yeah, and I can't wait. Should we do a couple of predictions? Now, for what's going to happen. Yeah. I think that Gloria will be the main <laughs> character <laughs> of the second series. Yeah. And maybe in a relationship with Louisa. That is great. I love that age difference. <gasps> we never saw. What's her name again? Doctor, wow. Bitsy Von. Bitsy Von Muffley. Yeah, that was a bit of Susan Sharon. When we actually go back and watch the season now, we're going to get even angrier because there's so much stuff that was... Okay, so Gloria just gone. Gogi never explained. Louisa disappears. No conversation with Brady. Yeah. Out of nowhere, um, love for the producer. Yeah. Wheelchair girl gone. 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 (laughs) Dead. Um, there's loads of stuff. What happened in Cleveland? Whatever happened to baby Jane? Honey. So many things unanswered, but hopefully season two will be back to answer them all. Yeah, and I think Jackie's going to be more of a role. Jackie's back. Jackie's back. <laughs> <laughs> now that is someone that we should have in Sex in the City. I'll have a double on Tom. On Tom. But we guys, I hope that you've enjoyed listening because we've loved... Thank Love you it. so much for listening to this. We've had an absolute blast. And yeah, thank yeah. you, Chloe, for doing it with me. Thank I've you. loved it. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a drink now, aren't we, darling? Let's go for a cocktail in Paris, honey. <laughs>